Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Hey, y'all. We're back for another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 366 days this year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And I'm Tom. Hello, <laughs> friends. Hello. Hello, Julia. I have to hey. say... Even though you haven't missed a single week on the podcast, me and Tom have recorded a few episodes alone the past few days, and we've missed you. Y'all have been just really racking up the bonus episodes. I love it. Have it's you really been? good for our listeners. Been good. Kicking around. How have y'all been? How are you in, in New York City, Anthony? <laughs> I, I am not good, guys. Oh. I had Hamilton tickets that were just canceled because Broadway shut down due to coronavirus. Yeah, that's not cool. I've been living by cool. myself in one room for two weeks. Yeah, when does that lift, Tom? Well, it depends. Hopefully not before April 1st, because that was a big running gag in our April Fool's Day episode. <laughs> Hopefully Saturday. I'll know more tomorrow. What do you find out tomorrow? I may have to be retested. I find out tomorrow. Oh, I didn't know you were tested in the first place. I didn't either. Oh, you missed it. I told you I was tested. And I had, instead of having coronavirus, I have human para-influenza strand one and two. Oh, have you felt bad? Yes. Oh, okay. I was like, just random out of the blue, you got some flu bug and you didn't even know it? No, okay. I've, I've been under the weather. Felt bad. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, but apparently not as bad as Justin Trudeau's wife, who is the newest person I've read that is coronavirus positive. Really? Yes. They are both quarantined. She's quarant. Oh, yeah, man. they're quarant. They're quarantined now. How nice is, is that RV? Like, it's small. I can walk three full steps between the the bed and the bathroom. Oh my gosh! <laughs> How ready are you out. to be home? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, I mean, I'm sorry for both of y'all's experiences lately. (laughs) (laughs) We've done some, we did some total prepper shopping today that I feel slightly guilty about, but not really. (laughs) Had a really long grocery list at Walmart and Sam's today. It's reasonable. Everybody should have two weeks worth of food in their house at all times. Yeah. All right. So this week we are redirecting to... I don't know, an oldie but a goodie, right? We've had lots of new Netflix content lately, some fresh stuff. We're, we're pulling it back to the, to the early 2000s. And we are covering the two episodes Phineas and Ferb did on Christmas topics, put it that way. Um, they that had one in season two. Well, 2007 is when so they ten, started. Ten issues, not bad. a little over but ten yeah. years ago. Oh, wow. There are two on this week's for our winter vacation Before New Year's and school comes to an end So the holiday challenge for kids of all nations Is finding a good way to spend it Like maybe Turning our beds into dual toboggans Or sliding down a ski jump tower Building a snowman the size of Colossus Or giving a Yeti a shower Staging a snowball fight With giant catapults with snow angels that really fly Rocking a Christmas carol Wrapping a present or just shoveling snow off the drive Well, they can't all be fun As you can see, there's a whole lot of stuff to do before school starts next year So stick with us, cause Finny is a fervor Gonna spread some Christmas cheer so stick with us, cause Phineas and Ferber are gonna spread 
Christmas cheer. So Phineas and Ferb, Disney Channel cartoon, um, generally well received by most people. And I say that because we might have a not well received on the podcast tonight. Um, he's trolling. I don't know. I don't think he's trolling, um, but we'll see. So Phineas and Ferb is essentially a TV show about two brothers, Phineas and Ferb, and their sister, Candace, who tries to bust them every week. So Phineas and Ferb wake up, and it's always summer in Danville, which is where they live, and or Christmas break for one of these episodes. Um, and they wake up in the morning and they decide, what are we going to do today? And they always come up with some outlandish thing that they're going to do. Their friends usually chime in and help them. And then Candace tries to bust them because she's the teenage sister of these boys and they irritate her. And they are never busted until the very end of the show. Spoiler alert. Also um, never busted is their pet platypus perry who is a secret agent who is locked in eternal battle with evil dr doofin what's his name doofin doofin schmertz doofin schmertz that's right and the kids have no idea until across the second dimension movie and then they forget it but anyway (laughs) (laughs) oh we need to put that in our time travel maybe (gasps) episode yes Tom will be super excited to watch another episode. I don't know what y'all are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't get that from the two episodes you've seen now of Phineas and Ferb? Okay. So let's do histories before we get into cast. And Tom, why don't you start with your history with Phineas and Ferb? I started this last night. I watched the longer Phineas and Ferb Christmas show and was thoroughly unimpressed. I did not enjoy it at all last night. I have no idea why. I watched the other one, the shorter one the today. And I was like, "Ah, eh, that was okay." And then I went back and watched the fir- the other one and I'm like, "Oh, that was okay. I don't I don't know what was going on with me last night, but um, today I'm like, that's tolerable. It's okay." So, so your opinion is just tolerable? It was okay. It had it had a few funny moments. I think maybe being a little yeah. more Maybe being a little bit more familiar with some of the ongoing and running jokes. Yes, um, that would help. I didn't understand why the platypus got caught by some r- random weirdo. Uh, because they didn't play Perry's song, which disappointed me. But we're getting to dislikes later on. Yeah, that's a good that's What's a good Perry's dislike. song? Oh, he's got a song. Dooby dooby doo wah dooby dooby doo wah Perry. Perry. <laughs> yeah, he's got a theme song. It's pretty great. <laughs> didn't didn't catch any of this stuff (laughs) y'all anthony what's your history with Phineas and ferb well this came out when i was in the first grade no (laughs) (laughs) it was negative three and i didn't watch it until i was 12 years old this is past my time too (laughs) uh i know Phineas and ferb from cousins kids and stuff like that this was my first experience with Phineas and Ferb and Ferb mm-hmm. but what drew me into it was Perry the platypus who when I first started watching I was like obsessed with Perry the platypus <laughs> obsessed I got like a t-shirt from the Disney store I have a Perry the platypus oh, Christmas yeah. ornament <laughs> and still a few years ago Sarah got me a Perry the platypus plush for my birthday <laughs> Oh, good choice. Sarah. I love that dude. I, but I love the whole show. The whole show's cute, but the Perry the Platypus stuff is huh. the good stuff. It's your favorite. Is, awesome. Yeah. But when we went to Disney World on our honeymoon, we were like the only two people in line. Like, you'll see people standing in line without kids to meet people like Mickey and Goofy and, you know, the popular characters. We were the only two people in line without kids to meet Phineas and Ferb. Because I was like, I got to meet these two. And I think the handler who was standing with them looked a little confused because we didn't have children with us. <laughs> but What's I met with them. that handler? Like, that happens all the time. I know, but I guess maybe not with them. But I have still not met Perry. I don't even know if Perry's a meetable character at Disney. But I don't either. That's, I doubt that's, a, that's a dream. One day to meet Special Agent P. Secret Agent P. All right, P. You, you Disney people listening to the podcast out there, let's make this happen for Anthony. 
Yeah, so we are going to start a GoFundMe page, or if you want to subscribe to Patreon, Julia and Tom will put all the funds to providing the trip to Disney World to be <laughs> part of the platypus. What? what just happened? Whoa, what are we doing? <laughs> uh, or, okay, let me rephrase that. We will put all the funds to doing a group to a podcast trip to Disney <gasps> at, Chris, at Christmas where we record a live episode from the parade and we pair the platypus. Now you're talking. How cool like would that, that be? Idea. That would be so much fun. That would be amazing. What's your history, um, Julia? Oh, wait, so wait, wait, wait. My... So, I'm sorry. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's Christmas episodes. I really, really like the first one, the season two Christmas vacation, the special. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually own that DVD. Just <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, not a fan at all of the second one, but okay. Not a fan at all of the second one. What's your really? history, Julia? So my kids were prime age when Phineas and Ferb came out. Uh, they were three and one when it came out. So by the time they got interested, they were young enough to really get some good years with Phineas and Ferb, right? Um, and it was a show we could watch with them and not be bored to tears or irritated by how annoying and kiddish it was. And there was stuff in there that we laughed at that they couldn't. Like all good cartoons should have as much content for the adults as they do for the kids. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the show's strengths for sure. Absolutely. The music is really catchy. We, we had the Phineas and Ferb CD that we would play in our car. So like, squirrels in my pants do you remember that one there's squirrels in my pants yeah we would sing that one we would sing um little brother you remember that one where candace is singing and then do you remember where she's allergic to what is she allergic to rhubarb that's not right and her voice gets really low and she ends up being like a bluesy jazzy (laughs) (laughs) voice in that song Oh my gosh, we would sing to the album in the car. And what was so funny is I didn't watch these until tonight. I'd seen them a long time ago, but I didn't really remember much about them. Um, So we watched them tonight and I sat down to start watching it on TV since it's on Disney Plus, for those of you that don't know. Um, And Ethan had his cup of noodles that we bought in our prepping efforts, <laughs> in, our, <laughs> in our preppers' efforts. And I'm like, you shouldn't be eating that yet. We're saving that for the end of the world. But he still ate it. He was eating his cup of noodles, and Jude had just come downstairs, and they saw that Phineas and Ferb was on. Ethan's like, yes! And he sat down, and he ate with me while we were watching it. And then mm-hmm. later, Hannah came down uh, when the second episode was on, and she's like, are you doing Phineas and Ferb tonight? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, awesome. I remember this episode. And she sat and watched the second one. Aww. So it's something that we can still enjoy. And when Marty found out we were doing it, he's like, oh, let's watch that one together. We love Phineas and Ferb. So it's That's a hit awesome. with all the kids. And we love it. I mean, if it ever comes just on or if we need something you know, to watch, we can always turn it on. So I have a question for you, Julia, since you guys are a big Phineas and Ferb household. I think these are newer, so you may not have seen them, but I know it's on Disney+. Plus. They have a Star Wars Phineas and Ferb and a Marvel one. Have you seen those? Yeah, yeah they showed them on the Disney Channel when they came out. There were are like they good? extended episodes. Yeah, they're good. They are good. We'll I, mean, I think it's them. all worth watching. Um, all of them are good to me. You know, just and I, Yes. And I have a bit of trivia about the first Christmas episode real quick before we get into cast and stuff. This first Christmas episode was so big when it aired on the Disney Channel in 2009 that ABC aired at Christmas Eve the next year. Oh my gosh. Prime time slot. Yep. I didn't know that. That is big. That's big. That's what she said. That's what she said. (laughs) Um, okay, so cast and credits for Phineas and Ferb. So the creators of Phineas and Ferb are actually also two voices on the show. Um, Dan Povenmire and Jeff Swampy Marsh are attributed with creating Phineas and Ferb. Um, they have some other animated efforts to their names as well. Some I think a few people on the podcast will be super excited about and some that I am not excited about it at all, but you know, that's just me. So Dan Povenmire, you will know some of his stuff. He goes back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in the nineties, which oh. I loved. 
That's awesome. That's yeah, amazing. Love that one. Storyboard artist for that. He did some Ren and Stimpy, Earthworm Jim, Hey Arnold, Cat <gasps> Dog. I love Hey Arnold and Cat Dog. The Simpsons, oh, a few episodes there. Um, Family Guy, which is what I was referencing earlier. He's got four episodes to his names on that one. And then he's also the newest one that he's got. I don't even know if it's still on. I don't think it is. was Milo Murphy's Law. It was also a Disney Channel show that felt very Phineas and Furby, but I don't think it lasted quite as long. I, um, I will say, because you just mentioned Family Guy, Tom, I am very impressed by your willpower that we are – this August marks year three of the show, and Family Guy still has not made the schedule, given the fact that they have some pretty iconic Christmas episodes. They're they're pretty uh, pretty offensive. Pretty offensive. <laughs> that hasn't stopped us in some other. That hasn't stopped us. Yeah. Uh, these are pretty pretty sacrilegious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say while we're talking Family Guy, before we get any further in, they're. Mm-hmm. Um, their house looks like the Family Guy house. Yeah. It does. It does. And the color exactly is the like same it. too. Yep. Like the animated color palette. Um, his partner in crime, Swampy, <laughs> Jeff Swampy Marsh, um, also same thing. So he did some Rugrats, Phineas and Ferb, obviously, but he's also a part of Milo Murphy's Law and, um, and some of the Phineas and Ferb movies specifically. And is that like his real name, Swampy? Out. It's his nickname. It's in quotes. But I was about, I was about to say, nobody wants to be Swampy. called Swampy. <laughs> it's like the worst <laughs> nickname. <laughs> hey, hey, Swampy, let's not do this. <laughs> um, it does look like there's a new Phineas and Ferb movie coming out. Um, it's in post-production live action one? 2020. Oh, is it live, live action? action? Oh, they were going to do it like the, like the Chipmunks, half live action, half animated. Including mm. Phineas and Ferb being animated because they have oh. those weird shaped heads. But it I don't know if that's the one you're talking about. Well, it's called Phineas and Ferb the movie, Candace Against the Universe. Let's see what IMDb says about it. Oh, no, that's the that's a uh, animated one for Disney+. Plus. They oh, want to goodness. do a theatrical one, live action at slash animated. Okay. That's, that's a bad idea. I'm just going to say that right now. That is a very bad very idea. Very bad idea. Don't. Don't do that. Learn from the chipmunks and don't. And the Smurfs Uh, and Garfield. Yeah. (laughs) And way too many movies that have done this before. Yeah. (laughs) They've all been bad. (laughs) All right. So reprising his role as Phineas in 130 episodes is voiced by Vincent Martella. Um, As far as stuff you would have seen his actual face in, uh, aside from his voice efforts, he was Billy in Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo. Um, he had a pretty good run on Everybody Hates Chris as the Greg character. I didn't watch Everybody Loves Chris. Did y'all watch that? Uh-oh. Everybody Hates Chris. <laughs> Not loves him, they hate him. Um, you just mixed up two very different shows. Everybody Hates Chris, Everybody Loves Ray. Oh, I did. You like almost pollinated. <laughs> he um he did a run in The Walking Dead as Patrick. He had a one year stint on that, so three episodes or so. Um, he infected also, the prison with that disease. Speaking of coronavirus, oh, is he the one that did that? Oh, uh, no. okay, I know who he is now. He is somewhat familiar looking now. Um. And it looks like he's got some post-production work coming out. So Fenny Safer is probably the thing he's known for the most. Um, I would mention that he does Final Fantasy, the voice of Hope in the Final Fantasy games. Is that a big deal? People love Final Fantasy. Okay. No, that's great. I I didn't know. So yeah. And that may be what he's most known for. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. He's like a local guy, huh? Local-ish. Local-ish. I mean, it's all New York to me. It's all the same. And y'all live it's like five n- minutes from each other. <laughs> you know? My geography's real good. One day I'll it share with you the map that. of how New Yorkers see New York. It would be five minutes. It would be five minutes for us, Julia. But for them, it's like six hours. Because oh, right. That's true. Because of traffic. Hashtag traffic. <laughs> um, so voicing the brother character to Phineas, um, brother Ferb Fletcher, um, not blood brother. He's adopted. Uh, if you want a little 
ethos. Oh, really? Back of that. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's why he's got a British accent, partly. Wait, 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 wait. Is he really? <laughs> yeah. Because the grandfather looked exactly like him. Yeah, but they're not related by blood. Oh, uh, so, so there they're was like an episode. Two different from two different marriages. Because isn't he the father? His father. I don't. Oh, maybe that's it. So there was an episode where they talk. Well, it's the one where Candace sings "Little Brother" and she's singing about her little brothers, but she has this whole part about Ferb, and you see Ferb is a little bitty baby, and he's got his like long beaker head <laughs> as a little baby, and it's like the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And little baby Phineas is his little triangle head, and he's just like precious and cute, and it's the story of how Ferb came to be a part of their family, and I can't remember now. I think, I think it is that they're two different marriages. Because the dad's British and the mom's American. Yep. And, and the, the granddad, da- the who dad is one of my exactly favorite like... characters. Me too. Yes. Remember the one the where he looks the skateboard? Exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and his feet were on backwards. And I, I like peed. I almost peed. I cried. So I, it was so funny. Was so stinking funny. <laughs> I love the show, Tom. I don't know how you don't love the show. You need to watch more I, of I do it. too. You need to commit to watching some, like, like cornerstone episodes and then i think you'll be yeah. yeah maybe that's a patreon episode we pick some cornerstone ones for tom to watch for the first time i mean i'll just send you a list him. and you can just like get it done while you're in that rv because it's important um anyway <laughs> ferb's voice um he's voiced by thomas brody sangster which when somebody hears that name probably don't really know who i'm talking about but if you see his face you'd be like oh it's that guy because he's been in lots of good stuff um first off We've covered him before because he was the super precious Liam Neeson's son kid, Sam, in Love Actually, <gasps> which we've covered. Super cute kid. He's also Simon from Nanny McPhee. He was young, young Tristan in Tristan and Isold. Did y'all ever see that one? It's actually a really good version of I Tristan and Isold. I don't know if I did. It was good. 2006. Go check it out. I can't remember if I did. Um, he's had some small roles in Doctor Who. He was in... He's in Game of Thrones for a run, 10 episodes. I'm assuming I'm relying on y'all for that. He was Jojen Reed. Johan. Ah, Johan. Johan. Well, look at me and my awesome. Um, he was Jojen. also Newt, Newt in the Maze Runner. So I would say that's a beloved character in the Maze Runner series. People really love Newt, which he reprised in the follow-up movies until his, spoiler alert, demise which everybody cried about did you read those books yes i loved the books so much more than the movies yes absolutely um he's a precious precious little boy who grows into quite a great acting young man and i love his voice as verb so he's a really good actor too and i quite like him how much do you think he gets paid for his like one line an episode (laughs) It's firm, never really talks. I, <laughs> I like how he had his, his mouth covered up through like 80% yeah. of, of the episode. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so voicing Candace, their older teenage age sister, is Ashley, Tits, Ashley Tisdale, who you'll probably know from the high school musical movies. She was the floofy character. I can't even think of what her name was because I didn't watch those. Um. But you will also know her from just a whole lot of Disney content. This girl is one of those Disney queens in her I had the biggest crush on Ashley Tisdale. Did you? I did. I still do. I don't know what she does now anymore, but I still do. (laughs) She's also a singer, hence the High School Musical. So she's had a few albums. What did you say? Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. She was. She was on there. Um, she was a voice in the Kim Possible series as well on Disney. Um, yeah, Sweet Like Sweet Life of Jack and Cody. She's on eighty. Zach and Cody. I cannot talk to you. <laughs> I was about to say, is it is it funnier to correct her or let the chat? <laughs> <laughs> the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. She's on eighty-seven episodes of that. So yeah. Um, she was all. <laughs> she was also in a. I don't think that's what I'm reading it as. OMG degree moment, 2008 commercial. That makes it sound like it's a commercial for degree deodorant. 
And if you put that on your IMDb list, it makes me wonder a little bit. <laughs> so I don't think that's what that is, but that's how I read it in my head. Um, and she's had small parts on some TV shows, Sons of Anarchy, Raising Hope. Uh, looks like she's a voice in a Saving Santa video, which looks like direct-to-video. Not sure if that'll ever come up on the schedule, but probably. Um, and she also looks like she's had some parts in Sabrina, Secrets of a Teenage Witch TV series from 2013 to 2014, which I don't think is the one on Netflix. I think that, no, I didn't even know they did another Sabrina. Mm-hmm. It's a while like, I remember, ago. I remember the animated one, the Melissa Joan Hart one, and obviously the Netflix one. I didn't know there was another one. I was about to say this one would be like in between. So that's Ashley Tisdale. Um, she's a great Candace voice for me. Candace mm-hmm. makes me laugh and her laugh specifically and like her shrieking is really funny because I like to sit back and picture her doing those sounds in a sound booth out of context <laughs> of the animation and it always makes me laugh. <laughs> so, you know, that's always a winner. Dr. Doofenshmirtz, our nemesis on the show, Perry's nemesis, um, is voiced by Dan Povenmire, one of the creators of the show. Um, he's got lots of voice stuff in his in his repertoire as well. So it's a pretty distinctive voice. He also voices a few other characters in the show as well. I want to see who does Baljeet, but oh. Oh, I love <laughs> Baljeet is my favorite. Baljeet is awesome. Yeah. Oh he's man. Great. He had one oh, of okay. my in this Christmas episode. So Baljeet really? is voiced by yeah, Malik Panchali. That's probably terribly pronounced. Jonathan from 30 Rock and Sanjay from Weeds. Oh. He was Sanjay on Weeds? I loved Weeds. Yes. He's in 27 Dresses. Hitch. (gasps) 27 Dresses? I'm joking. I hate that. I'll name the kiss. (laughs) Maybe that movie hates you, Anthony. (laughs) Oh, man. Baljeet. I love Baljeet. He'll come up. So, yeah, there are some fun, like, secondary (laughs) characters in Phineas and Ferb's group. Um, Baljeet's one of them. Buford comes up, which is kind of like the bully of the group, but he's got a heart also. Um, Isabella. Binky and Arthur. Yeah. Is that his name? I mean, maybe. (laughs) I used to love Arthur too. Who voices Perry? Perry's. (laughs) Perry's. uh, Yeah, can anybody do that? Because that'd be amazing. (laughs) No, I can't. I can't do it, but I always try, and it sounds just like that. Um, I would try, but my throat is off still. I'm sorry. Perry's call thing is voiced by D. Bradley Baker. And that's, like, literally the only noise he makes. So, Yeah. Could you imagine him sitting in a sound booth making just that noise? <laughs> does he do it? Is, it? is it the same every time, or does he? Every time. It is. It is. So he probably did it I mean, once and gets a nice royalty inf- check. Yeah, there might be some inflection differences, but he also has a bunch of family guy to his name as well as American Dad. So, you know, once you get in the voice business, you find your way around to all the, you know, yep. all the cartoons, hit the cartoon circuit. So That's what I'm going to do. Wouldn't that be like the best thing ever? <laughs> yes. Best thing ever. On your on your highlight reel, Tom, make sure you do the voice of Gazooks. I have yes, to please. do <laughs> Okay, so our first Christmas episode that they covered was in season two, episode, I can't remember, but I texted Episode 20-something, 20 21. Episode 21. Weird. It's numbered weird on, on Disney Plus, though. Oh, really? Yeah. So, oh. so it's, con- it's considered episode 21, but it was made as a standalone special. Right. Which is because... It's all at the show takes place during summer. This is a one-off Christmas special. That's right. That's right. Um, which they did tweak the intro, which I really loved. So, I love so the intro. Yeah. Um, which may not even have meant as much to you, Tom, because you weren't familiar. Like, because I'm sure Tom, Anthony and I can sing it right now. Right. If you're not we familiar could. with the original, you wouldn't, you know, be like, Oh my gosh, they tweaked it. It's so fun for Christmas. It's put me, it puts me in the Christmas feeling. Um, so our synopsis for this first episode, Christmas Vacation, is 
Phineas and Ferb turn the city of Danville into a giant thank you card for Santa Claus because they feel nobody ever thanks him for all the joy he brings to the world. Doofenshmirtz uses a device called the Naughtyinator to put the city of Danville on Santa's naughty list. All right. So this is a long episode because it was a special. Typically, they're just 30 minutes, and it's two little parts inside of the 30-minute show. This one took the whole time. Um, so, I mean, it is what it is, right? Phineas and Ferb, especially Phineas, because Ferb doesn't talk very much, loves Santa Claus. And these kids, these are good kids. Phineas and Ferb this are just really good kids. This was beyond sweet, y'all. And I don't know why yeah. I was so cranky last night when I watched it. Yeah, like, what? Get today, your life together. <laughs> my heart was so warmed by the idea that these kids want to get their entire town involved in thanking Santa because of what he does selflessly for them. Mm-hmm. That's just amazing. So was he trolling? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even he know. He was trolling. I wasn't trolling. I really did not like it last night. Like I was last night when I watched it, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And then y'all said there was another one. And I thought, oh, I have to watch this crap again. <laughs> and I'm glad I did. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, yes. Thank y'all. I, you know, and the more I think about it, as we're sitting here and you're talking about it and you're talking about like these, the backstory and how, you know, there's this whole like, I don't know, like the backstory of Perry and everything. I think I may give it a try. I start you with season one. You should one. absolutely give or it a try. I may wait until yeah. Ellie's just a little older and watch it with her. Yeah. I, there'd probably be a lot she wouldn't get. Like right the content's now? clean, yeah. but, you know, I could see her not as enjoying it as much at her age now as she would later. I, yeah, um, when I was watching it, I thought, I don't like, I think the first thing I thought was, I don't like this kid's stupid face. You know, like the triangle? <laughs> No, like all, all these other kids have normal he- normal heads, but this kid has a stupid face. That was like, I actually said. <laughs> you out are out. I like this kid's t- stupid face. <laughs> it's not nice to make fan- fun of physical deformities. T- no, it's not. We <laughs> 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 get hate mail from the triangle face group. <laughs> um. So Phineas and Ferb's plot line with their group of friends is, you know, let's do this thing for Santa. Um, the Doofenshmirtz Perry plot line, because in all of the episodes, Phineas and Ferb are trying something new and building something huge with their friends. Typically Doofenshmirtz and Perry are duking it out and Doofenshmirtz always catches Perry right away monologues for a really long time. And then Perry ends up getting out of his binds and, you know, Stopping Doofenshmirtz. And then and I always feel is bad always for, trying to catch them. I always feel bad for Phineas and Ferb because they're always like, where's Perry? We should get him involved. And then Perry's never there because Perry's off fighting there. crime. That's right. Um, and then we have, I mean, the parents are usually distracted in some other way and have put Candace in charge. So Candace uses the opportunity to bust them. Mom and dad get back home and they just miss it. Just miss busting. <laughs> so Candace never gets her dues at the end. And then she has a boyfriend, Jeremy, that she's always trying to, one, either woo if they're not dating at the point in the show or, you know, do something nice for her because she's absolutely in love with him. And she's super neurotic and it's fantastic. Um, so there's a plot line for every single episode of Phineas and Ferb. But it never feels stamped. You know, so can I-, I feel like copy and paste. Yeah. Can I say I liked how Perry's plotline started this time with his little office Christmas party, but I loved, <laughs> loved, loved before the party, he builds the that snowman. magical snowman <laughs> and walks into the street and gets run over by a plow, and then it just cuts to Perry showing up at the party with a giant carrot, <laughs> the carrot as his dish. <laughs> uh, yeah, I love how they brought it back around at the end. I just yeah, get it. And they referenced they referenced him not getting hit that time. What That's I like right. the party was just the vegetable stand. Got good, hit. good thing you didn't follow me. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> I, I like that opening scene when you know there's an emergency, and his uh, his boss is on camera and says, "Look at the screen." They turned to look at like I said, "Look at the screen." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's recording right behind them. It was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> with the little uh, cutout of his suit because he's yeah, in his, his suit sweater, up against so holding his suit against his neck. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Um, so the the fancy gadget Doofenshmirtz has in this one is the Naughty Inator, and they're always called something Inators, Tom, for your 
history. Okay. Um, and it ends up making everybody naughty in the town. So they get this, their letters back from Santa. They're all super excited about it, but they get their letters back from Santa saying that they're naughty. And so Santa's not coming. So Phineas and Ferb decide well, to take, take up the helm and be the Santas. Well, I thought it was town. really funny the whole way that, that the naughty nader came to be. You're, you're with the, the evil scientist. He's, he's troubled by the fact that he doesn't dislike Christmas. Yeah. And, and I've got a line. I've got a line I want to read. Hold on. I took a, I took a picture of it so that I would get it just right. Actually, I took two pictures. Uh, <laughs> when he's talking and he says, uh, okay, so we'll have Christmas. I simply don't care. Curse my, uh, uh, curse my intensely burning apathy towards Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I found that whole thing so funny because in all of these things we've covered, when they have a contrived villain in all these Christmas movies, they hate Christmas for some reason. And this guy wants to destroy Christmas because he doesn't hate Christmas and it bothers him so much. Well, he doesn't even want to destroy it. He's like, I don't even have a reason to push this button. I don't, I don't hate Christmas. And then he goes into the back. I don't have a backstory. I enjoy Christmas as a kid. I'm like, what kind of villain is this? Oh, those carolers? So Okay, I was so <laughs> glad they got so aggressive with that because that's an aggressive chorus in that song. It <laughs> is. I hate that part of that song. So, so when Joel, they come into the house, pushing him further back, and Dooch were just like, well, who do you think you are? You didn't even say please. You didn't even say please. <laughs> um, when he has the, did y'all see when he brought them the figgy pudding, what it said on the bottom? Yeah. When you need him when to you go. Gotta go. Yeah, when you gotta go. <laughs> so Tom, just for your background, he is this incompetent in every single one, yeah. except the first movie they did across the second dimension where they opened another dimension. There's a really competent Doofenshmirtz. Oh yeah. Who exposes Perry. And then the real Doofenshmirtz from our dimension has to work with them to defeat his bad guy, so. <laughs> Can we jump so, in with quotes? Yeah, I say we jump in with quotes. Well, for the resolution, it is nice that Santa does show up at the end. And he in the gives, sauna? He gets in the sauna that they built for him. Um, and they give he gives Fur, he gives Phineas his Christmas present, which was the ability to do what Santa does, you know, and really celebrate who Santa is. And that was sweet. And I really like that. Um, and I liked what Well, Ferb I love that Phineas's motivation was uh that their whole motivation of the show is not to waste a single day. That's the whole point right. of the show. They want to make right. the most of every day throughout summer. So the fact that he idolizes Santa makes total sense because he says at the beginning of the end of episode, talk about making the most of one single day. Yeah. 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 Um, I liked, I guess it kind of goes with the quotes. I liked when he asked Ferb, Ferb, what'd you get for Christmas? And he holds, he holds the paper up and it says world peace declared. <laughs> And they're like, what? And he goes, no, this part. <laughs> it was for, but the harmonica. <laughs> He's so excited. <laughs> Local boy gets harmonica. Um, so what are y'all's quotes or scenes? So I love when Doofenshmirtz, Doofenshmirtz first captures Perry with the Christmas lights, lights him up like a tree. He's like, ah, oh, Perry the platypus, I have a present for you. And by present, of course, I mean a trap. Wait, wait, wait. Look how festive you are. Hold on. And then he pulls out a partridge and he's like, and a partridge on a parry. The yeah, platypus. I, <laughs> I like that too. <laughs> Later that comes back when he, when Perry catches him, puts the, uh, the partridge on his nose and yeah. he says, uh, oh, I just had it. Hold on. I've got it right here. He said, uh, Oh, of course, and the bird. It doesn't even work. A partridge on an evil scientist. There's no play on words. That's not clever. You're not clever. Oh, I hate Christmas. Yes, I hate Christmas. This is the best Christmas ever. Um, I like when I like when Baljeet and Buford are on the beds in the mattress part of the mall because you see Phineas wakes up and he thinks it's just a bad dream. And Isabel is like, no matter how many times you do that, it's not going to change the fact that it's reality. But Baljeet and Buford are laying there and Baljeet, they're talking about what they want for Christmas. 
And Balji goes, all I want is one sweet special Christmas kiss under the mistletoe. And Buford starts to slide off and he's like, I'm out of here. He goes, not from you, from a pretty girl. Do not flatter yourself. <laughs> so, so I... I love the carolers again when they're coming into his house singing, being very aggressive. And Doofenshmirtz is like, how dare you? No one barges into my home and demands desserts. What sort of plan is that anyway? Let's go to a stranger's house and insult him in song form and refuse to leave until he hands over a fruit dish that no one's prepared since the 16th century. Well, that's how things are. I have my reasons to push this button. So long, Christmas. You're Felix dead to me. <laughs> and then he's like, see, it's Spanish. Tis the season to be naughty. And then one of the carolers is like, can I at least get a diet soda? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like it when they do their awesome, um, they do their awesome, you know, like uh, uh, they're, they're, they're putting together this big production to send off in hopes that the North Pole will see it so that Santa will come. And right after they do, Phineas says, well, at least that was fun. And Isabella says, what do you think the chances are that anyone in the North Pole saw it? And we see these two little elves saying, hello, hello, hello. And Phineas just looks, I'd say pretty good. <laughs> so when that part happened, that actually made me want to ask a question for you. Because we, yes. you do you guys like when your elves in these Christmas films and specials are tiny or like regular sized people? Or like not tiny, but not regular sized and they're just kind of in between. I like, like non-regular sized. Yeah, I agree. I like the Keebler elf size, like these guys. Yeah. Me too. I like their like little There's just something that feels more too. magical, right? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, if they're little. There's a little gift to the Magi moment between Candace and Jeremy with the guitar and the earrings. Yep, that was awesome. At the end. I love Jeremy's me. character, by the way. He's super sweet. So was she calling him at 6.40 in the morning or 6.40 yes. in the evening? Okay, that's what I thought. Morning. No, it was in the morning. That's yeah. what I figured. I just want confirmation because also teenagers sleep the whole day away. So I could have seen it the other way too. Yeah. So I um, like... Oh, sorry. You go. No, no, you go because I got to really find the quote. I like when they're delivering presents and the last one gets stuck. And Candace is like, it's Wendy Stinglehooper's present. She's asked for a really big... And Isabel's like, isn't that the pretty girl from the math team? And Baljeet is like, I know what I must do. And he goes out and pushes a gift through, but he falls off the sleigh. And I don't know why it makes me laugh so hard. As he's falling through the air, he's like, goodbye, my friend! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. And then he gets down. He's got some moves, y'all. He He does have some some moves. (laughs) Kisses Wendy. <laughs> oh, gosh. That was so funny, though. That was so funny. I laughed way too hard at that part. His voice trailing away. <laughs> Goodbye, my friend. <laughs> I did like Santa with his, he was having a schwitz. Yeah. And it's just what the doctor ordered. And then it, as he's getting ready to leave, he just packs up their entire giant. They were saying it was a playhouse, right? But he. Clubhouse or clubhouse, and he kept saying no, it's not a clubhouse. Then he packs up the sauna; and it's on the back of the uh, the sleigh. Yeah, I think we definitely have a. Even though it wasn't a need. Okay, so here's the deal: we didn't need a change, but we have a a the closest thing to a Linus moment we've had when Santa reads Phineas's letter, where he explains like what Christmas is about, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Belgique says, "Funny how things worked out for every so that everyone pretty much got what they wanted." Isabella says, what did you want, Phineas? And Santa reads his letter. He says, dear Santa, you're one of my biggest heroes. All I want for Christmas this year is a chance to be like you. Thank you, Phineas Flynn. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas, Phineas. And by the way, good job. Oh, I love that. Sweet. Yeah, I like that. It was very sweet. So there's this whole other little, it's part of the Perry and Doofenshire doofenshmirtz subplot where perry at his office christmas party got a sal tuscany cd from an anonymous santa mm-hmm. and uh nobody knows who gave it to him it turns out of course the actual santa left it and that cd foils the plan mm-hmm. went doofenshmirtz's plan but i love the doofenshmirtz's quote oh what a mess curse you sal tuscany well i probably should call uncle justin and thank him for the gift anyway Hello, operator. I'd like to play this call to 
Barneo. I thought it said Barneo. Wait, where's Barneo? The North Pole. Wait a second. The letters of A Sal Tuscany Christmas spell Santa Claus with an embarrassing <laughs> leftover Y. Let me see that picture. <laughs> Sal Tuscany is Santa Claus. <laughs> With an embarrassing oh. leftover wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love it. Oh, the Buford's leather to Santa thing was really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so I love that Christmas, part. And yeah, they changed him from naughty sweet. to nice. Yes. And, and all says, he so wants Buf- is to be. Mm-hmm. No, you keep going because it's good. He, wa- he wants to be thought of as nice by his friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was sweet. Oh, it was sweet. And the carolers figgy pudding thing pays off wonderfully at the end when their grandparents finally arrive for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the grandmother's like, I made figgy pudding. <laughs> <laughs> so question, have yes. either of you ever had figgy pudding? No. No. I love figs Me, though. Neither. Oh. It hasn't been made since the 16th century according to Dr. Doofenshmirtz. Wow. That Karen would be really, really old, though. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I have a challenge for us this year, y'all. There is a highly rated recipe on Food Network. I think we should all make it and do an episode where we share our recipe, and we do an open night where we can all sit around with our patrons or all of our fans and eat figgy pudding. And eat figgy pudding. That's a great idea. Can we also, though, like, send each other a piece of our own, like, in Tupperware? That stuff lasts in the mail. Does it? Yeah. Depends on what the base is of the pudding. It depends on what the base is, for sure. Yeah. But if it would work out, that would be fun. If it would work out, and then we get to taste all three of ours, that would be fun. That would be fun. I like that. Good idea. Good idea. Um, Any more quotes or favorite scenes? I, I mean, I wish we could through. just act out the whole script, but yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I was going to say, I feel like we've read awesome. the whole script. Yeah, I, I would like to comment just how aesthetically, like, beautiful the Christmassy town looked. Christmassy it is. Christmassy it looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it gave me all the Christmas feels, and it was like, oh, I needed this after this week. So I was very happy this ended up on the schedule. Surprise, surprise. It did put me in quite the Christmas spirit. Tom, will this be added to your Christmas canon? It's definitely part of mine. You know? And I'm sure Julia's. Mm-hmm. I think it will. <gasps> Yay! That's so exciting! It didn't take us very long to change your mind at all. <laughs> that's a big jump from where it was last <laughs> night, y'all. Good jump. Well, good. That makes me happy. What would you guys rank this? I'm going with a 9.7. 9.5. Nice. <laughs> I'm going with a rock solid 10. Thank you. Which gives us an average of 9.73. Nearly perfect. Nearly perfect. He's a semi aquatic, egg laying mammal of action. He's a furry little flat foot who never flinch from a fray. He's got more than just mad skill. He's got a beaver tail. Anthony, do you want to talk about the next Phineas and Ferb Christmas episode? How about we let Tom, because I know Tom enjoyed this one more. I wasn't the biggest fan. Nope, I did not enjoy it more. It was just, I was in a foul mood last night, apparently. And something (laughs) about this one, I did like the first one more, after all Mm -hmm. was said and done. Season three, episode 14. The first half is called the Phineas and Ferb Family Christmas. The second half is Swinter. So we did the first half. Phineas and Ferb Family Christmas. And this one is set in our traditional Phineas and Ferb fashion in the middle of summer. But they decide for absolutely no reason whatsoever to put on a traditional family Christmas special with all of their family, their friends, and Kelly Clarkson. It's like your typical variety special hour. Like Glee did the black and white one we covered. It's one of those old school... 
mm-hmm. that's what they're going for. I like when Candace sees what's going on and she just screams, Mom! Or she calls her mom and tells her mom, Mom, Phineas and Ferb are making, a, making Christmas in July. <laughs> what a weird thing to tattle on. That's what she does every week, though. <laughs> or every That's episode. Funny. Mom! Phineas and Ferb are making a title sequence. Your kids ever do that, Julia? Tattle on ridiculous stuff? Yeah. Uh-huh. I have one that does it. A lot. So this one, um, again, so similar to the first one, you have Phineas and Ferb's, uh, I don't want to call it scheme, but they're, they're, yeah. they're yeah, they're scheme. They're what are the, we going to do today? They're yeah. what are we going to do today? Yeah. For the summer. And they're doing Christmas in July variety special for whatever reason. And at the same time, Perry and Doofenshmirtz get into their thing, except this time, Major Monogram sends Perry in blind because Carl's an extra in some Christmas show, and I don't know what Doof is doing today. You know what? I'm just going to send you over blind. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> and Doofenshmirtz's plot this time around is he wants to model all chocolate after himself. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it was very like 60s Batman Joker type plot. We're going to turn Gotham's water supply into jello. Like, just absurd. <laughs> I love it. This one, I, this one, like I said, it was fun, but I did enjoy the other one more. So I'm taking a little bit more time. Well, this one was an excuse for to get all the main characters around, like singing Christmas carols. Yeah. Basically. It's heavy on the songs for sure. A lot more than even the first one. And that was a whole episode devoted to it. So. And they had their guest star, Kelly Clarkson, which I thought was funny that the whole time she's like, well, you know, do you want me to sing? And they're like, no, we're good. We'll let no. you have a break. We don't want to make you sing when you're on your Christmas vacation. It's like, just sit down and enjoy, enjoy yourself. I, I, <laughs> I love I love Doofenshmirtz fangirling, fanboying over Kelly he Clarkson. Did. Where he he's did. like, well, aren't you Kelly Clarkson? Why, yes. Yes, I am. You're standing on my hand. Oh, sorry. No, no, it was a huge honor. Hey, Ooh. since you're here, you want to sing a song? Uh, you know what? I would love to. And then, and then his the transportinator begins to like shake. And she's like, "Wait, what's that? Oh, that's my innator. It's probably just gonna blow up." And Kelly Clarkson <laughs> runs away. I'm out of here. And as the thing explodes, she glides off on a like a hand glider yeah, with her face glider. with her face on the back of it. <laughs> and Doofenshmirtz is just like curse you, Perry the Platypus, and to a lesser extent Kelly Clarkson. Although I do love her work. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I mentioned it in our last one, thinking it was this one, but I thought it was so funny when Isabella is talking about they're singing "We Wish You a Merry Christmas," and she has relatives in from Mexico and Jerusalem, and as a part of the song, like half of them went like "I I I," and the other ones went "Oi Oi Oi" or something like that, and it was very funny to me. Very funny. That very was funny. funny. Their songs are always so good. Like to crank out creative songs like that with clever lyrics well, that regularly it's pretty impressive well i'd love to go off your point the beginning part of that when before they start going ole ole and oy vey oy vey yeah, they're okay, like there's like both that's christmas right. trees and menorahs it can be confusing for us <laughs> when we break into a chorus of ole and oy vey <laughs> that was cute what was cute was i loved there we wish you a merry christmas at the end where they all sing about you know, Bajit wants a calculator. Budford is talking yes. about giving wedgies. Uh, Doofenshmirtz is talking about how he wants to rule everyone. And Major Monogram is talking about giving uh, all his agents missions. And I thought it was cute. Um, did this one feel as Christmassy to y'all as the first one? No. It felt pretty Christmassy. Yeah, I mean, it felt pretty Christmassy, I mean, it, Christmassy to me as well, but not as much as the first one. I don't know if it was just knowing it was summer. <laughs> maybe right. i don't know and you got those shots but, of candace and their mother outside in the bright daylight where it's clearly summer it's clearly summer right yeah. um it did, did have the sweet the sweet little candace ending you know where 
the mom is like, hey, I heard you were doing Christmas in July, boys. And Candace goes, yes. Yes, they were. And it was actually really sweet. And everybody's like, aw. And they have their sweet little bit where um, they're, a little, they're a little upset at the end because the whole family's together except Perry. And then they open the window and Perry's in, Perry yeah. in his goof, goofy form, which I think he's adorable in his goofy non-agent. so cross-eyed cute. Form. He's, he's just a platypus. And Phineas is like, hey, look, everybody, it's Perry. We're all together after all. This is the best yeah. Christmas ever. <laughs> That's so sweet. Which is another staple of the show, Tom. Perry always, and they always look for him, but he always shows up at the end to be their pet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the you know, ongoing gags the is, hey, where's Perry? And then, yep, shows up at and the end, at the just end. in time. Oh, there you are, Perry. That's cute. Yeah. So the Phineas and Ferb ornament I have is actually Phineas and Ferb riding a roller coaster down and Perry's hanging off the back, like in a secret agent uniform. It's very cute. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Any other quotes, takeaways, likes, dislikes? Um, the music in this one was great. I, I know you said that, Julia, but I'm going to just reiterate it. I love the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that they hit some traditional ones, but then they tweaked them a bit. <laughs> well, Baljeet uh, starts with Good King Wants a Sloss, and then Buford <laughs> chimes in and changes the lyrics entirely, and they're so funny. Oh, I was about to say, I love that I like when Baljeet. Buford, you're completely disrespecting this classic song. You're ignoring <laughs> the historical context. King Wenceslas was a great man. You have no idea what this song is about. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go into Buford's because response. Of, because a lot of laymen probably do not know that song. Is uh, what was Buford's response? He says, I know all about this song. The words were by an English guy. The music Scandinavian. Wenceslas was five foot six. He kept his face unshaven. Though just a duke through his life, he always ruled so justly. His kingly title was conferred upon him posthumously. There you go. Bajit <laughs> says... Well, I stand corrected. You seem to have a lot of information. <laughs> um, and then I like his version of the song where Buford is like, Buford should get lots of gifts every Christmas season. <laughs> when I see presents just for me, it's always it's so pleasing. That is why I changed the words to make this song more edgy. If you don't like the way I sing, you'll get a Christmas wedgie. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's very Buford. It's very I think Buford. my favorite quote was uh, as my granddad used to say, Lung mi yellum reek and with fulgi anul bul baya. Isabella says, What's that mean? And Lawrence replies, Well, hopefully something festive. <laughs> 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 and then the very next thing from uh, Doofenshmirtz, he says, Wait, what, what's going on here? Is it Christmas already? What happened to fall? I'm totally unprepared. I got to get my Yuletide on and fast. <laughs> well, well then when he's, in the, when he's in the supermarket <laughs> loading presents onto the counter and he's like phew hey hey what's the total lack of christmas decorations this year are are you guys just being lazy or what and then he goes <laughs> to pick up his present and his transportinator beams it away wait what wait my packages <laughs> <laughs> Customer vaporization in aisle four. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like just an everyday occurrence. (laughs) Does this one have a Linus moment? I would say the end when the whole family, the Candace moment, and then when Perry shows up and he's happy the whole family's together. Yeah, I could argue that too. Yeah, the whole thing just feels good. It feels good. That's that's what they want is the family togetherness. Yes. See, I don't know if I'd watch this one every Christmas season like I'd watch the other one, but I could watch this one every Christmas in July for sure. Oh yeah. But if it's on, you're gonna watch it. Oh, absolutely. I'm not gonna turn it off. Yeah. Yeah. I think we might just start like playing them back to back during the Christmas season. Just like hit the Christmases. I think that's a good idea. Like a package deal. I wish ABC would still show them. Like, that was yeah, awesome no that they showed at Christmas Eve. Like, that was a big deal. Yeah. Maybe they will with Disney Plus out there. Yeah. Drive that Disney content. You want more? Go to Disney Plus. <laughs> right? Um, are we ready to rank this one? Yep. 
Yes. Tom, what do you give it? Eight. Hey, that's what I went with too. Eight. I'm going to give it a 7.5, which gives us a 7.83. Just give it an eight, Anthony. We can all, we can just keep it simple. Anthony gives it an eight. It's an eight. (laughs) You know what? Because I'm in a Christmassy mood because these episodes Mm -hmm. did a lot for me and I so had, I will give it an eight. So it's an even eight. Look at that. There we go. We had our own Linus moment tonight, guys. How about that? We sure did from the person we did not think was going (laughs) to end up being a voice of positivity tonight. This was a nice positive. It's been a while since we had a very quotable episode. I love it. It has. I feel like we could have kept going, especially with the, like, we could have kept. The first one, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. These are so quotable. Tom, I hope you decide to pick up some extra episodes and oh i may start i may really start watching yourself. it from the beginning like just yeah, when i, I have I it on too. in the background yeah <laughs> I think I too. we're such big children guys i love it i know there's like I nothing do. wrong with that at all there is nothing wrong with it especially when it's quality um listeners i'm interested in any of y'all i know we've had some chatter already on social medias about people that really love phineas and perps i know that you're out there the ones that love them i think probably you're in the vast majority but um let us know in any of our social media spaces if you love phineas and ferb um if they're part of your christmas canon one way or the other either episode um and you can find us in our social medias how anthony uh, going to tisapodcast.com slash Facebook, Facebook group, Reddit, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we have very active communities. Join the conversation, especially as we enter these warm spring months, summer's around the corner. We want to keep this Christmas spirit going and alive. So come talk to us. And, you know, let us know, like Julie said, what you think of Phineas and Ferb. Jerry commented saying he, on our post tonight saying he never seen it is it worth watching and a few people jumped in saying yes, yes. so i hope after listening to this episode jerry you give it a shot because clearly we had a lot of fun yes totally worth watching where else can uh they find us tom they can find us on patreon if you go to patreon doc or if you go to tis the podcast i'll throw that over just go to tisthepodcast.com slash Patreon, and we have new content coming pretty quickly. Anthony and I did an episode of a um, Netflix Christmas movie called Let It Snow. That's pretty raw. It's going to be on Patreon. We've got an upcoming thing. Not Thanksgiving. We do have an upcoming Thanksgiving, but before that, <laughs> we have an Easter episode that's ready for y'all. That y'all be able to get on Easter. So there's some fun stuff coming there, and we did a sort of mini test of doing a hangout with with fans, and I think we're gonna we're gonna start making that a monthly thing where we all get together and just hang out and talk. So, pretty excited. And if you haven't already listened to our first ever fireside chat, it's uh, not exactly a one on one. It's a two of the L's talking to a listener, April Riley, uh, and that was a lot of fun. And we hope to do that with all the Rayels or two L's or one elf, well, whoever's around with other fans mm-hmm. in the coming months. Got some fun stuff coming. What's we coming do. up in our regular schedule? Next week, we are covering 2019's remake of Black Christmas. And the week after that, we are covering The Christmas Candle with special guest star, Josh Bruce. So, oh, I'm excited. You know what else I'm excited about? What? The fact that we only have 6,840 hours left until Christmas. Whoa. That's insane. That's only 285 days. That's only 40 weeks. We're in the 30s next week? That's crazy. Yeah, we are. That is crazy. Whole quarter went by like that. It really did. It really did. It did go by really quickly. Do your homework this week. Watch Black Christmas for next week. Um, Catch some of our extra content as it comes out if you're a Patreon member. And stay safe and healthy out there, guys. And come back and listen to us next week. The best laughter is medicine. So come listen to us because we're funny. Or at least we think we're funny.
Did you say the best <laughs> laughter is medicine? <laughs> the, best, the best medicine <laughs> is laughter. So come back and listen to us. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye, y'all. Bye. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you the best day ever and hope all your Christmas endeavors are super fun, amazing, and clever. And that your New Year's rocks too. Oh, come tell me what you're doing. All my favorite dishes brewing. I'll give to agents A through Z. Carl, get away from that punch bowl. I'm saving that for me. Sorry, sir. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a New Year. I wish for a calculator slash Hindi English translator to find a You know, no one would have noticed if you'd have just kept your mouth shut.